Omar, we're recording. Wow. First episode. First episode of Lost in the World podcast. I'm Will Jones. I'm one of five owners of Edge Gym. I'm a professional boxing coach. Um, I This is a hobby. This is a hobby that... I'm listen, I love podcasts, I love I love talking, I love learning about people, about their lives. Um I'm just very curious on everything. I've decided I want to get none other than my friend Omar on my first show. I appreciate. It. I feel <laughs> I feel very honored to be your first guest coach. Uh, listen, you're you're a, you're an interesting guy. I've heard that before. So, I am um, Yeah, let's get you on Omar. Introduce yourself, please. Boy, where do I start? So I'm not a, a pro boxer. I mainly dabble in the arts of boxing. Um, coach is my coach. I think that goes without saying. Hence the name coach, yeah. Hence the name coach. I can't call coach anything other than coach. No, you don't, do you? Even uh, no. in any other mention of me outside of the gym. I think you turned up at Willow's party and you're yeah. a coach. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. It's a respect thing. Yeah. Because you're a teacher... Like, it's the same way that even previous teachers are like, you don't have to call me sir anymore. It's like, I can't shake that. No, it's a yeah. respect thing. I understand that. I understand that. I respect you, coach. I love you, man. I respect you always. Always. Ah. But yeah, me, um, I don't know how I'd describe myself. I, I guess my Instagram bio is the guy that waves. That's what I'm most known for, I guess. Yeah. Ex-celebrity PA. People know you for your wave, 100%. 100%. I, I get it all the time when I go to Central London. It's weird. Like, when I, when I look, when I... But I was even driving the other day. Someone was waving at me, and I was so like zoned out. I didn't even realize. And I was like, "Oh shit, they're waving." I waved back. But yeah, that's what I'm known for, really. Um, I've I've not experienced a lot. I've got a lot to experience, as you've probably started to realize now. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is basically just an interesting insight into me. Probably going a bit deep. Pause. Um, going a bit personal. So. Let's let's see. Let's do it. Let's do it. I like that. I like that. That's a, that's a good introduction of yourself, Omar. I had to think of that. Yeah. Took me two days, but it, yeah. yeah. Took you a bit. The minute I asked you, you, you was like researching as to introduce yourself right now. Yeah, basically. How many times you practice that in the mirror? Uh, I'd rather not say. Yeah. <laughs> Just today <laughs> or yesterday as well. <laughs> right, talk to me. Tell me about your background, Omar. Tell me about you. So, where do I begin? Um, at so the start I at the very start so I was born on June the 14th 1998 that makes me 25 years old I was born at the Royal London Hospital in Whitechapel and I lived in Brick Lane pretty much all my life went to school in Bethnal Green secondary school was in a private school in Shadwell or private Muslim school but private school sounds a bit better um, what else yeah my mum, 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 my dad's a businessman um Mum's a teacher, so yeah, uh, upbringing wise, very strict. So, hence why there's a lot of things that I've not experienced because of that. Not necessarily a good or bad thing, I just see it as it is what it is, and I'm quite grateful for that because growing up in Brick Lane at the time, and I think Tower Hamlets is probably still one of the worst boroughs in the UK. Probably not anymore, but definitely when I was growing up. Yeah. It was I think it was at one point like one of the most deprived boroughs in the UK. Really, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of like drugs, a lot of like gang violence and stuff like that. Probably not as much as say other areas, but 
it was definitely one of the poorest boroughs in the UK, that's for sure, if not London. But, um, yeah, so that's why my upbringing was quite strict, to be fair. Um, what else? What else? And then, yeah, I guess college didn't do too well. So I went into apprenticeships. Bit of a college dropout, yeah? I, I didn't drop out. I failed twice. Didn't learn from the first time I did it. Right. <laughs> um, but I guess that kind of brought me onto the journey that I'm on at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then through that, I kind of met a few, like a lot of people, learned a lot of skills. I wasn't very confident back then. So being in that environment kind of threw me in the, the deep end. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm still confident. I think I still got a lot of growing to do. Um, and then fast forward to here I am now, uh, you know, f- over lockdown period, I kind of started being a PA and then did that for about four and a half years. Um, and then decided to quit that this year. Um, that, yeah, that's pretty much me now. Now I'm kind of dabbling in influencing now that I've got the, the influencer numbers. You won't see me on the influencer boxing only cause coach, I won't, I won't let you box just yet. You've got it in here. <laughs> you, you might have seen a video go around um, of me and Omar. Uh, I asked Omar for a body shot and out of nowhere he kicked me. Oh, is that what we're doing? Up the nuts. Yeah, we're, we're talking about that. We're bringing that up. Um, <laughs> Are we sure that's yeah, what happened? I, like, I, I said body shot. You said kick me. No, I did not. You did? No, I did not. You did? I wish there was, I wish there was volume on that CCTV because I said body shot and you just absolutely levered me. Straight between the nuts. I'm very, very lucky I've had Willow <laughs> because I don't think I'm going to give Willow a sibling, to be fair. I've saved you money. You might have saved me money. I've written about 10 years' time. I'm going to thank you for this. So Yeah, yeah, you definitely uh, will. We'll spot on that. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Fair thank play. You. Omar, you're Muslim. Yes, sir. Talk to me a little bit about your religion before we move on. Um, So my religion is a big part of my life. Yep. Um, I take it serious I, I think is the right word i wouldn't say i'm ultra religious uh, like you wouldn't see me in the mosque five times a day or whatever i do pray five times a day um i think a lot of my religion or the love of i've got for my religion stems from my mom she's quite religious um so a lot of the things that i have done and i haven't done is based off of things that i've promised my mom so for example like having girlfriends or having like sex before marriage that's stuff like that I've not ever done because of a promise I made to my mum just as I started college. So I went from like a single sex background, all boy at school, straight into the depths of college, mixed in with like hormonal teenagers all in one building. That sounds mad to say, but I was a teenager too. So um, yeah, Uh, so yeah, do fasting in Ramadan. Uh, pray five times a day so a, a lot of my decisions that I base my life around is influenced by my religion um, so it does play I'd say a good 95% of my life does it um, I'm not a religious man myself but I'm very interested in religion does it add a lot of stability to your life it does it does it adds a lot of routine it adds a lot of guidelines and I feel like if if I didn't have that I'd probably be a mess yeah. Only because of the way that I am, I need structure, I need routine, and I need kind of guidelines to live by and kind of live, not necessarily within a box, but this is right, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know without without religion, boy, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Really, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Because that religion has made me the person who I am in the sense of like, 
little things, saying the truth or being uh, an honourable person, trustworthy, like these are the core values of my religion. So for anyone not to be those things is kind of like, well, you need to fix up, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also how my parents brought me up. So kind of living by that is, yeah, live and breathe it. Do you look at other religions or people that are non don't follow a religion? Do you, do you have a different opinion on them or are you, are you just accepting of everyone's opinions and values? Do, everyone can do their own thing is what I think. Everyone yeah. does them, believes their own thing, doesn't bother me, doesn't involve me. So I don't have opinion on it, you know, like, that's with most things in life. If it doesn't concern me, then I couldn't really care less. Yeah. And I mean that in a good way, obviously. Yeah. I'm going to apologise now for background noise, by the way. We're in a boxing gym, so there will be a round time we're going off in the back, or you'll probably hear mild screaming or... Or crying. Yeah, or crying. <laughs> or, or a bag being slammed. So you will hear some background noise, but... I think it adds seasoning. I think I think it does add something, doesn't it? It adds a bit of spark. Does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I do do it. I try and do this at quite a time. So, as to get just an intimate conversation, it is just only us two in this office, but you can hear the box, the gym working, yeah, as, as such. I think this is as quiet as it's ever gonna get, yeah, big time, yeah. Even at night, there's some strange noises in this gaff, and I don't know, I don't like it, yeah. So, you're right, <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk to us about what you're doing for work then for a, for a small time, uh. So I guess I guess the PA stuff that was a big part of my life I'd say from like 2019 up until uh, April this year um, and that kind of contributed to what I've got now in terms of the social media following so I was on a lot of like the Steve O the Madman Snapchats and kind of a play, played a big part um, in that and that side of things uh, which kind of taught me a lot put me into a lot of new situations that I wouldn't necessarily have been a part of. Yeah. Um, but I think as I've done it for like four, four and a half years, it comes, there comes a time where you're like, you've learned and experienced everything that you've wanted to. And on top of that, because of my, um, my job, my nine to five job as well at the time, it was more of a thing of this year I had to make a decision whether it was at some point in this year, but definitely by the end of this year, had to make a decision as to do I want to do the PA job full time or do I need or do I need to focus on my nine to five job full time and that decision was made quite early for me this year based on like promotions and stuff like that at work and what I got offered it was a no-brainer mm-hmm. um more money less work uh so that and it, and it wasn't an easy decision either I think being a PA you you tend to get involved in the other person's life quite deep. You could sort of half disregard your own, living your own life. When oh, you do yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, part of being, and and, the, and it's all well and good people seeing the side of a PA where you're out and you're meeting these different celebrities or you're going out to industry events and you're living this lifestyle, mm-hmm. whatever. But the, the, the thing that they don't see is that you're working all the time. Yeah. As soon as your phone goes off, you have to answer it. Yeah. Like there's been so many times where I've been guilty of cutting off, like cutting, like just having to leave family events because I'm I'm being called on to do a particular job or oh I need you I need to I need you to go here da 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 da. da. But is it that intense? Yeah. It, it it gets really intense, and I think 
you know, you, as you said, you kind of disregard your own life for the other person's. And I is think there, is there not any boundaries to it though? <sighs> there is and there isn't. Um, I think part of see if, with me in general, I'm all or nothing. Yeah. So and with me, I find it very hard to say no to people, and I think yeah, I I. I uh, with the most respect, I take you as a people pleaser, big time. Yeah. I used to be one myself. It's difficult. It's, it's hard to say no to people. 100%. When, you, when you are generally a nice person, which I, I I know and believe you are, it's hard to say no to people. It's oh really yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, yeah, you you take off your shoes and give them to someone else. Oh yeah, it's 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 really difficult, and I think. Having done the PA and stuff, I've I've realised I need to be a bit more selfish and I need to do me a bit more, um, and it, like not stopping the PA side of things. I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise in the sense of I realised that the most important thing that I was missing out on was time with my family, man. Yeah, like I grew. I didn't realise how distant I'd grown away from my parents until I came back from Saudi Arabia this year. Yeah, and I think that was the way. Yeah, a bit, bit of contact was over there. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it was, uh, it was, it was a real eye-opening experience because I realized I was being such an asshole to my mom and dad. Really, without like me, because re- I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm thinking about PA and I'm thinking about influence and I'm thinking about um, my nine to five job. I'm thinking about all these things, yeah. and I'm so caught up in it that I'm being short with everyone around me. And yeah. And you just kind of wish away the time when you are at home. Yeah, exactly. Wish away. Wish away is the wrong word. You're too busy to actually spend the time at home. Exactly. Like, there'll be days where I'm leaving the house at 6 o'clock in the morning and I'm not back till about 3 a.m. the next day. Yeah. And that's one whole day. Like, uh, And people will say, oh, you're chatting shit. But there's been days where I haven't seen my mum and dad for about two, three days. Yeah. We live in the same house and everything. It's literally... Because I come home so late that I'm sleeping by the time that they wake up and gone to work. Passing ships in the night. It literally yeah. passed. Yeah, like yeah. you said, man. And I, I, do you know what? I, I, I don't get emotional a lot, but realizing that inside Arabia hit me, man. Yeah. And I was just like flipping out. Like, have things really got that bad for me? Mm. And that's why you know I decided I was like, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll ever be a PA again. It was nice to to learn the craft and learn the industry and everything about it. But it's just something I, c- I will never go yeah. back to because of how much I dedicated to it yeah. versus how much I got back from it. Yeah, I understand. Um, it, it, it was a tough realisation, man. And I think like, and now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite glad to say that, you know, my relationship with my mum and dad is a lot more closer than it ever has been. Um, I'm guilty for the four years that I spent uh, not, Kind of being there, mm-hmm. being a shit son, really. Um, Harsh on yourself there. <sighs> no. You're just pursuing something that it makes you blind from other things, I think. Do, do you know I've what I've been there myself on some things like that. Like, listen, look how much time I put in, and I'm guilty of it now. Oh, yeah. 100%. With the gym, I'm missing valuable hours of my daughter's life. Um, Willow's a year old now. I wish, I wish I could spend more time at home, and I'm, I'm learning. To say no, like you, you've done, and I'm learning to to be home more, to see the small things. Like uh, when Mel, Mel comes home and tells me a story about Willow, oh, she done this today. Oh, I get mildly jealous. Like why weren't I there? Why hasn't that happened when I've been around? You get a bit like yeah. that, and and 
it's like I said with you, like you're the same as me. Like you're not doing it in any other way, but you're just driven. Hundred percent. And you've you've got to accept that you are a driven person, and with being driven, it, you 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 have sacrifices as well. So it's it's just something we do. But then, and I learned this from Mel's stepdad, Kev, great man. He's a, he spent every hour, every like literally every hour he could at work, and he. They said he used to come home miserable. He was a miserable man. He wasn't happy. Um, and then he all of a sudden just quit his job. He was in a very, very good job. I know a lot of money driving a lot of nice cars, a lovely house. And all of a sudden he quit his job because he wanted to spend more time with his family. And I, I've never seen... Uh, he's one happy man. And he's even more happy that he's got Willow in his life because he's got more time with the family and the people he's loved. And you, you hear the stories. You hear the old stories of... Um, how he was, how he used to be, and you're like, nah, that's not the same guy. But yeah. it, like, uh, it does change how you are. Like you said, you felt you'd been shit with mum and dad, and your personality had changed. And hundred percent. And uh, it, it, it's it's true. It does. You don't mean it because you're not a bad person. But that does. That is a a big thing that you don't realize is happening. Like I've I've gone home and I've been shot with milk because I've had a very stressful day because I've been here from six a.m. till nine p.m. Like, and She's she, she's she's sad. She's in a, a mood because she hasn't seen her partner. But I'm stressed and thinking, why the fuck is she got down with me? But I shouldn't be like that. I should. But it it makes you like it. It, it. it it you lose sense of how other people are feeling when you're that driven sometimes. So hundred percent got to find a medium, medium level. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent, so. man. It's like you said, like like Mel's dad, uh, stepdad. Once I think as soon as I, I left the PA job, it was like a, li- a weight lifted off my shoulders. A lot happier, a lot quicker. Yeah, I was praying five times a day. I was going back to the core me, not this, not just this person that waves on the camera. Yeah, spending time with my mom and dad, being a, a better son, being more present around the house, sitting and chatting with them. Like it, it's nice. It's nice how things were. Yeah, and things are at the moment. Um. And when I say things were, it's like things were before I became a PA. It's, it's yeah. nice to kind of go back to that, but still have kind of this new route to explore. Um, yeah, man, I, it's it's a it's a harsh truth, but I think I'm lucky in the sense where I've been able to nip it in the bud while I'm still fairly young. It's good you're not you've not fell blind to the lifestyle because let's go back to it. So I met Omar through Steve-O, who you work for. Um, and Ada, my friends, and here we are now. Um, but obviously, you, I, I knew you as the guy. Who's that guy waving in the background? <laughs> that is a uh, video <laughs> call Ada. Who's that guy? And you was coming. Like, I want to come and train with you. And I was entertaining. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this guy's never gonna come. And you've been training with me every day since. Um, Genuinely, one of the best decisions I've, I've ever made. Yeah. Uh, listen, it, we've. we've Got a good friendship out of this, I feel. 100%. Um, and just, uh, like, well, here we are, and I've called you onto my podcast, my first podcast, just to, just to get you on it. Because listen, you're, what you're doing now, you seem happier. You're doing uh, you're doing a lot what you seem like you want to do. Um, are you with this lifestyle? So let's go on from this. So now you're, you're going to the influencer lifestyle yourself, is that right? Indeed. How... Tell me about that. Tell me about an influencer's lifestyle. Uh, I think it's 
it, it, it's a subjective one. It, I think depending on who you speak to, it will change. So if it was me, because I don't really, I'm not really, I don't like going to parties or anything like that. Yeah. I've been to a couple and I've found out very quickly it's not for me. Yeah. Um. So for me, it's very content based, producing good content, things like educating Omar, exploring things for the first time. There's quite a few shows that are in the pipeline that I've got, you know, being written and all that kind of stuff. So for me, it's more about producing good content yeah. and because i know that there's not a, a lot of people like me where they've had a sheltered life so they're experiencing a lot of things for the first time or they don't know about a lot of things be it sexual or non-sexual whatever or about cultures or whatever it is yeah for me the what i've seen perform well by numbers is people love seeing that people love seeing me f- um experience things for the first time or yeah there's 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 nothing better for someone to see I feel than a, a very raw truthful reaction to someone trying something they've never done before exactly and it's, I think that's why people I feel like like um, I remember Jackass and like these oh, are very yeah. honest reactions to pain yeah you know what I mean like stuff like that um, uh, and I think where the problem is at the moment is a lot of the stuff you see online is fake yeah a lot of it is scripted. A lot of it's pre-planned. So I've, I think with me, the way I keep things is very clear-cut, organic, and very raw. And sometimes people are like, oh, you can't be serious. But I I can't not act, if that makes sense. I, I don't have it in me to behave any other way other than me. Yeah. Um. So what you see is literally what you get. This this actually brings me to a question. Like, like you just said, like, Influencers, you see them playing a character. I've seen influencers out myself. There's, there's very annoying people out there that play up and wind up the public, and you see them yourself, and they they want to be left alone. But, and I feel like, yeah, you piss taking little prick, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But um, so your character, do you play a character or is it just Omar? I think because sometimes I feel, and and listen, we've spoken about this. I'm like, what? <laughs> you don't know this. You like uh, we've had conversations like, for example, if you don't mind me saying the the message I got a little while ago. Oh, that one, <laughs> Coach. How do I pick up a girl? And I was like, I don't know. We'll get a bit of chat going, and this and that. And he went, No, Coach. Um, how do I actually <laughs> lift a girl? Like, what fucking sort of question is that? Like, he asked me if there, you actually asked me is there any, tra- is any training for lifting up girls. Um, I didn't have any training for it. I just said be strong <laughs> and pick a girl up over your shoulder. Um, but and at first, uh, when I first heard that, I was like, this guy's playing playing his part, right? But the more I've known you, you are actually a very what's the word naive, gullible, yeah, like new to everything. Guy It's like um, someone's just turned up took you out of your childhood and drop, dropped you off as an adult and gone, right, now start learning. Yeah. It, literally, that's how it is. And I think... Is that because you lived a sheltered life younger? I did. Yeah. I did, yeah. A lot, like, my life was very much school, home, mosque, home, school, mosque, home, mosque. And that was my life, basically, up until I became an apprentice. And even then, it was very much like work, home, work, home, work, home. I might yeah. see the odd friend here and there, but... That was pretty much majority of my life. Yeah. Um, I, w- I was never one to even, 
to enjoy going out. And right. like even with the circle I had before I met like Steve or whatever, my circle was very much, I would go out to a restaurant, we'll eat and then we'll go home. We wouldn't touch anything to do with parties or anything like that or clubs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, it's literally like someone's taking me off Mars and just plop, plop, plop me down at Earth. Literally. And like the, the reaction that you have, I think when people spend more time with me, they, they're like, you know, you really are like that. Yeah, you? yeah. And, I, and that's what I say to people. I'm like, this is me. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't over exaggerate anything. If I like, for example, the picking up question. Yeah. That's just basically because I saw a video of a guy picking up a woman. Was it dirty dancing by the No, it, I don't know what it was. Many men have tried to carry out that lift, <laughs> and not many men can. <laughs> I, I've not watched dirty dancing before. No. All no. right. So, yeah. It um, was a random video on TikTok, and I thought, and I watched it back about a couple of times, thinking, "Bruv, this doesn't look easy." And I thought, best person to ask is my coach because we're weight training. Surely there must be some sort of explanation. There's not really an explanation. It's just, and there's not really a, I don't think there's a technique. There might be. Then this might be a audience for someone. Like this might be a, a market for someone. Maybe. Lifting, a lifting girl's technique. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when you did ask me, I thought it was chat. Um, you're asking the wrong person there because I don't <laughs> have much chat either. Um, I don't know how I got with Mel. Um the fact that I'm a coach. Maybe. I think that done, yeah. That done muscles. something. Yeah. Not even that. Um, well, it used to be muscles. I've had a baby and I eat more than her now, so. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> We're getting fit together. We're getting there. We're doing it. But, yeah, so like, the influence of lifestyle. Is, listen, working with Steve-O, you obviously had some, I bet, absolutely amazing experiences. Oh, on it, like, honestly, there's, there's so many experiences that I've had that I could talk to the ends of the earth about. Mm-hmm. Like, Ticking off people from my list, even like I think I'd say the highlight of it was when I met AJ for the first time. And oh, I, wow. I, I remember it was at the JD event last year, yeah, the Christmas event. And I met him, and then uh, so I went up to him, I'm like, Oh, AJ, big fan. He goes, He goes, he stops me mid sentence, he goes, Bruv, don't worry, I know who you are, bruv. And I was like, And I turned around, and I was like, Nah, he must be so he was not talking, and I was confused. He goes, Oh, I'm talking about you, bruv. And this was before the camera even came on. I was yeah. like, this, this, the, the heavyweight world chap knows who I am. Yeah. What? The, like, I was so mind boggled. I think that's when I realized that may, maybe there is something in this for me. Yeah. And that's when the light bulb upstairs went. Yeah. On. Because, like, AJ gave me quite a bit of advice that, that evening as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, like, he's a, he's a big consumer of content. Yeah. So he's always watching. Even I've caught him watching my stories a couple times as well. Yeah. Oh, you've actually showed me that. Yeah. Oh, this fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So could have could have got a ticket, AJ, instead of watching all my stories to see yeah. how they got on. But well, we hopefully won't, we won't the world title. No yeah, hopefully he'll be there for the world title supporting. Yeah, Las Vegas. Fingers <laughs> crossed. But um, like little moments like that is when when you realize bloody hell, like maybe I'm not off bad. Um, but I mean, yeah, going back to the experiences, it's it's been amazing. Like even little, like I think the, one of the biggest experiences that we both shared together was flying on a private jet, and for me that was a big experience. Not only because I like planes, it's because it's something I've seen as I've grown up as a child, and I was like, I want to experience that, even if it's just once and for well, five minutes. And Steve, I made that happen, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's 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 brilliant. That was it was class, yeah, man. I've seen you because I know Omar puts up some stories and uh he's at an airport taking photos of planes and reeling off their numbers <laughs> and I'm just like Mel, I think Omar's having a breakdown. <laughs> um but yeah, you're a big, big pla is it enthusiast oh. is the word? Yeah. Yeah. Enthusiast. Um massive. Like you Literally, where was we when you looked up in the sky and you was like, whoa, that's that. Oh, that's Karen's. Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I just thought you were a bit strange. You, you read off what fl flight it was, where it's yeah. going, the lot. Like, yeah. you knew that. And yeah, that just left me a bit baffled for a bit. I think I had to walk away. Yeah, <laughs> I think you did walk away. Yeah. <laughs> you left me with your, know, it's your kid. Good story, mate. It is Willow. <laughs> Tell her that. But no, listen, like, obviously time goes on and you've moved and doing your own thing, but invaluable experiences with Steve. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean like even, even like flowers where flowers are due, you know, um, we, like the, the platform that I've got wouldn't have been possible if I had not gone on his snap or yeah. him had, if he had not filmed me, for example. So, you know, I, I've got to give him the flowers where flowers are due. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, big him yeah. up. Fair play. Fair play, I'll write that, I'll write that. So, with the influencer lifestyle, as positive and as great it is, I pulled up that there are some people out there that just fucking annoy the public, and I, I end up watching their videos, and they do my nothing. Um, and I'm sure they d I don't mean it in a bad way, but if I ever see a couple of them out, I think I'd lose my shit. Um, do you ever get any any hate, Omar? You know what, um, I've been very lucky, I haven't. Really? Very, very lucky I haven't. I think it's, yeah, I, I've not got it. I think where the negative side comes in is obviously you lose your privacy. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I, I get messages, not daily because I'm not that big, but I get messages every now and again. It's like, oh, bro, I saw you pulling up in your house. Or, bro, I would have said hello, but you was in your pyjamas. And I think, fucking hell, man, like, give yeah. me a break kind of thing. Yeah. But then you got to, you snap back into it and it's like, no, I chose to be on online. So it's like when I hear about like influencers and celebrities refuse people photos, for example. Yeah. For me, it's like, but you've, that's your duty now. Yeah. It's a, it's a care of duty. Yeah. Uh, of 100%. course. It's, it's um upkeep of what you're doing, right? 100%. And it's part of the sacrifice that yeah. you, you've made. For example, the amount of money that you make. Yeah. It's the trade-off. You lose yeah. your privacy and, and, I feel that sometimes it's like I might be at a restaurant with my family. It happened recently too. It's yeah. like you're mid, you're mid food, bro. Can I get a picture? And I said, like, I'm thinking, oh, bruv, I'm with my mom and dad. I'm eating, but you can't say no. No, uh, yeah, I understand. Swallow the food, take the picture, have a conversation, yeah. go back to it. It's what two, three minutes. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Do it, it? It's it's nothing really, and I, this is why I I um I give Aurora his due. Aurora has had highs and. Massive, massive lows, and it always takes time to have a photo with someone, and you can't knock that. That's uh, mm -hmm. that's ad admirable. Like, Hundred percent. And like, I'm, even I like, I'm, I'm no face, but I'm, I'm. People have asked me for photos just through my coaching. Um, it's surreal. I think, why the fuck would you want a photo of me? I look like Shrek, but um, <laughs> I, it's, it's nice. It's a nice feeling, but. I, you always say, yeah, you, I've, I've, I've never dreamed of saying no. Nah. Never dream it. And it's something even my dad said to me. He goes, he goes, son, you've got this now. So it's now your duty to 
give back to the people. If they yeah. want to follow with you, if they stop you and have a conversation with you, then you've got to do it. It's something, yeah. this is this is the trade-off. Yeah. And I think it would be a very big middle finger if you wasn't to do that. Yeah. And that's why I always, like, I think with footballers, it's a bit different. Yeah. I think because they get it on a daily basis, I can understand it gets a bit frustrating and you're like, I just want to play football. Yeah. But I think it's different when it comes to, like, the YouTubers, the actors, the, you know, that side of thing where it's like, that's your job to be in front of a camera. A footballer's job is to play football. Yeah. Not necessarily on camera, but it is to play football. Yeah. Whereas with me, for example, and with all the other influencers and YouTubers, our jobs are to make content and be in front of the camera. And part of that comes with the people comes that are watching with, it. Comes with notoriety, yeah. Exactly. So if that means I've got to pull over and say hello to someone, then I'll yeah. pull over and say hello. Is two minutes? Yeah. All it is. Fair play. Fair play. I enjoy it. Before we go on. The bell is now doing my head in. So, Omar, entertain our people Ooh. while I go and smash hole in the bell, as you can hear. Yeah. It's part of, it's part of um, being in the gym. Oh, yeah, I might as well do my call now. Hello, hello. Hello, Marhaba. I will tell you that I am in the work, but I يا الله حمدان متى متى بتسافر؟ ايه هلا ايه حلو هذا طيارتك هذه ايه ان شاء الله باذن الله انا بتشوفك في دبي ان شاء الله ان شاء الله حمدان أنا أنا بتكلم متى بتسافر؟ خلاص أنا بتكلم وياك بعد الساعة زين؟ أوكي تمام أنا أنا بتكلم وياك بعد الساعة يا يلا بسلام هي هي أحلف يلا يا حمدان أنا بتكلم وياك بعد الساعة زين؟ يلا حي يلا يلا بسلام Get that out of the way. How was that? Okay. Very good. Oh, Just good. speaking to my my mate, he's flying back to Dubai. So these are the guys you've spent a bit of time with recently. Yep. Was that who was that on the phone there? So that's my good good friend Hamdan. Um, his dad's actually best friends with Sheikh Hamdan, uh, the the Crown Prince of Dubai. Yeah. So just building that relationship for my. You know, uh, I don't know what you call it. My uh, plan, I suppose. Is it plan? Or my route over there. You can immigrate to the virus. Yeah, yeah, that's that it. Immigrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah my that immigration. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so no, I'm just uh, talk to us about that. Why? Why the buyer? Why do you wanna? Why do you wanna get over? So there? I think 
it, I think this comes back to my childhood where the first ever place I ever went to, first ever flat I took was to Dubai back in 2000, I think it was 2000 actually, early 2000, late 1999. I only know that because my mom kept everything. She's a massive hoarder when it comes to stuff like that. Um, so we've always been back and forth from Dubai to the point where my dad invested in Dubai. Um, so it's been a massive, Dubai has been a massive part of my life and I've seen Dubai grow from just a couple of buildings on Sheikh Zayed Road to the bustling metropolis that it is now. I've been there a few times now. I've been there three times. We went together. We went together. That was it's an amazing time. time. Yeah, you come on Willow's first holiday with us. Yeah. I couldn't believe I did that. Yeah, it was, uh, and Dubai was, seemed a lot scarier before I went because you hear all these rules, you can't do this, you can't, there's more can'ts than can. Um, and you get there and it's actually a, a paradise. It's, oh, yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, my, I fear it might be westernised a bit too much. It's I getting agree. there. It's slowly, cl- slowly getting there, I believe. I agree, 100%. Um, but what a place. Like a very, very surreal place. Melissa knows it like the back of her hand <laughs> as well. Like, Melissa <laughs> was like a tour guide there. Um, but what a, what a remarkable place. Honestly, for me, there is no place better than Dubai. Ah. And... You know, I've been I've been fortunate enough to to travel to different countries with my parents, and there's just something about Dubai that you can't beat. It. It's yeah. so like I think being a Muslim as well, all the food's halal. Yeah, there's no there's no drunkards, there's no druggies, nothing on the streets because of how strict they are with those rules. Yeah, and for me, because I'm a I'm a Muslim, most of those rules rules conform to Islam anyway. So. It's, it's it, for me, like, as I grew up and I remember hearing the stories that my dad even told us about Dubai, for me, it was always a thing of one day I'm going to leave the UK and I'm going to I'm gonna go and live in Dubai for the rest of my life. And yeah. I think where I've done what I wanted to do in the UK and I think with even just the route that the UK is going down now, you're seeing cost of living crisis. This is getting expensive. That's getting expensive. Or you hear about people not being able to buy food and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, bruv, th- we're supposed to be a first world country. Yeah. This shouldn't be happening in a place like this. Yeah. It's, um, um, I believe, uh, my, my theory on it is a lot of governments of sabotage. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. But before we go on to stuff like that, what uh, is Dubai going to be your influence over it as well? I mean... I think I, w- I will record my journey in Dubai Yeah. about me because I think for me to move to Dubai by myself is going to be a massive, massive step. I think where I've been, I guess the word is molly coddled. Um, everything's literally been done for me. Yeah. Like mum's been, mum makes me food. Mum, you know, make sure that my, my, the washing, I don't have to touch the washing machine, for example. Got iron, yeah. but she does the washing Can machine. Are you good at ironing? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm good at it. I'm all right. I haven't burnt anything yeah. as of yet, yeah. so I think I'm all right. I won't be able to iron nothing for years. Oh, you're lucky. I used to, I used to love ironing a shirt when I was going out younger. I'm just a little press over, but I don't. I'm, oh, I'm hopeless for stuff. I, Mel's got some little gun steamer, oh. and that gets the creases out, and oh, that's the best Dear thing class. ever. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've ironed a shirt for a long time, but and I'm very, very lucky that Mel does a lot of home for us. So. You're selling the marriage side of things. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get married. We're yet to be show. married, but yeah. Yeah, 
Uh, uh, so, so Dubai is where you you want to go. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and I think like we've spoken about this a lot. Yeah. Is like a lot recently. It's it's been on my mind a lot more. Yeah. Um, and for me, there's li- like there's nothing else I think of right now than getting my ass over into Dubai and just living my life there for the rest of my life. Like, my I just want to live a simple life out there. I've had the designer clothes. I've driven nice cars here. Whatever. It's been there, done that. Right now, I just want to have a nice little apartment in Dubai, have my 2016 Nissan Patrol, the Y61, getting it all nerdy there. But Is that yeah. a plane? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a 4 by 4 Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, I just want to have that and spend my free time in the desert with my friends. Yeah. Having coffee around a fire. Do you, do you find in the UK you end up playing a bit of keep-up? You do, you really do, and I and I fell into that last was it last year? I've, I've within the last couple of years, I've, I've fallen into that a lot. Where yeah. I've spent stupid amounts of money buying trainers, which I'm now selling. Uh, yeah, this is this is what I was designer like clothes. Younger. Yeah, I I'd go for work for a week with my dad doing the central eating, and then spend my wages on a couple of outfits to go out, and then you don't see them again, you don't wear them again. It right. Uh, and I got to the point where I, I started training and fighting myself and boxing and uh, all my money and time went into just being a better fighter and training. And then I found out a lot more, I had a lot more money left over and I felt a lot better rather than getting the new shirt that was out or the new set of trainers that have come out. Because we, we're in a world full of followers, I think. 100%. And you see someone well-known with a, a name with a brand of clothing on or trainers and then they can make an absolute mockery with the price and then charge the little guys like us the sheep <laughs> and uh yeah like it's costing us an absolute fortune but it's really no different from it, it isn't anything man. else like it's it's not like as as nice as it is to get these these branded like garments and clothing and watches um it's really no different, and I, I've learned that as I grow up. I've learned that a lot, and my 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 goal now is to just make sure my daughter's dressed. At the end that's of the day, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's where your money's gonna go. Yeah, my money's going on a, a, a life for my family, but and I've learned is I've learned that a lot, especially in recently, where money go, your money's good, and then your money goes tight, and then you're just like, oh, I need to prioritize things a bit more. Who gives a shit about what I look like? Hundred percent, man. Um, I just, I'm comfortable in a plain t-shirt. That's me. Oh my, I love my oversized tops. Um, I'm comfortable in them, and I just want to make sure my girls are looked after. Honestly, that's literally. I don't have a daughter. But yeah, yeah, just putting that out there. Yeah, I have a daughter, but that's how. Like that's how I'm. I'm thinking now. It's like I don't need a million. I don't need seven off-white t-shirts in different colors or no. This T-shirt, that T-shirt, whatever. Like, I'm literally getting rid of everything. Are you really? Yeah. I'm getting rid of everything. I don't need this designer shit. And this is no, um, no knock to people who can afford it and do wear it. I that's just, their business. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 down to you. But well I just, done. Yeah. It's, uh, and for it, me, uh, I just want to wear the white kandora that you saw me wearing in, yeah. in Dubai. Literally, that's what I want to wear. I'm still yet to wear one, by the way, because we'll we didn't one. get the chance to, because when we went to Dubai... Hectic as hell. Oh, it was just chaos. Um, there was just so much going on. Um, it was there for boxing, and 
Yeah. We won't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. Oh, yeah. I've done it. it. gives me a headache. Um, but yeah, like, I'm still yet to wear one. I do. Out of respect for you. I don't. Oh, I, I want to whack that on because you, you, you did buy me. Um, you looked after me in Dubai, man. I could have done more. There's no could have done. You did. You looked after us. You made us. You was like a little tall guy. You, you, yeah, you looked after <laughs> us. You popped down with us every day. It was uh, nice, man. It, it felt at the time I needed it. Like it was just nice to be surrounded by everyone, and it really felt like a family. It's a good family experience. That's yeah. what, exactly what I was just about to say. Me, you, Jordan, um, Ali, OD. Lisa, and that were there. Od came. Yeah, Ohara came, didn't he? Od oh, loved it. Ohara uh, stayed his friends up the road. Would do a fifteen minute walk to us. Stroll. Ohara <laughs> walks slower than he drives. He's the slowest driver on earth. Do a nice stroll just before the end of breakfast. Load his plate up. Uh, for free, for what free, scumbag, <laughs> yeah, thief. Um, load his plate up and then uh, just just sit by the pool with oh, us all day. Uh, what a guy! Oh, Ari, and Lee, we can't forget Lee. Oh, Lee, Uncle Lee, yeah. yeah, Lee and Reggie. Oh, Reggie, Reggie just splashing us every oh, time we can. Oh my god! Let me tell yeah, you one brilliant. thing: he can fucking punch. A hey, little Reggie. Oh, oh my yeah, god! Yeah. Everyone, anyone walks past Reggie and don't spud him. The bollocks getting that blue eyed. I spudded him. I called him. Uh, we used to. I think. I used to support West Ham back then. I've, uh, right. I called him a little Arsenal scumbag, and then he went. What? what? Like, oh. yeah, he don't. Uh, he don't mess about. He don't mess about. He's, the, yeah, he's there to hurt. He's yeah. There to hurt. Uh, I said, "All right, Reg, I support Arsenal now, mate." Yeah, exactly. Now he's calm. Yeah. Lee, Lee eggs him on big time. Uh, Lee's a troublemaker. So for those listening um, and watching, Lee is um, my boxer O'Hara Davis's manager. I actually Lee's a very well-known manager. Um, well-known manager. He. Uh, he looks after a lot of good fighters. He's probably one of the best managers in the country. 100%. I think so. Um, and he's a very close friend. We all go away. We go away together, but when even when we go on the boxing outings, we're all together. Um, it is like a big family. All it is. Circle. We are all close. We, it really is. We do look after each other. Um, even like Newcastle, that was like a real yeah, family. Newcastle was, yeah, Newcastle was an experience. That's when O'Hara stopped Lewis Ritson. Clean. Body shot. Great, but great, Beautiful. great performance. Even though um, we were surrounded, I do say so myself. We was yeah. Listen, O'Hara is the maddest thing. O'Hara walked out to the under, Undertaker music. Bear in mind that he was the away corner. I think the, the entrance alone was like eleven fucking yeah. minutes. It was the slowest walk out ever, and I'm just like, come on, man, get to the ring, get to the ring. Um, <laughs> And it, it, he milked it. Did you see him stand oh, on the apron? Yep, the arms yep, yep. Up. I, I think he even rolled his eyes to the back of his head like the Undertaker does. Um, <laughs> I love him. And uh, he uh, was probably one of the best performances I think I've ever seen. It was beautiful. It was like when people say boxing is an art form. Yeah, he, he Watching boxed. that fight, you really appreciate the art of it. He boxed well. Oh, and he boxed and I want to touch on Alara as well because no one, I don't think no one in boxing deserves that more than O'Hara because he has had I've known O'Hara from being the hated quitter he said a few things in the past that he really didn't mean to say um, not just uneducated it uneducated and didn't know I don't even think he knew what he was saying I think it's like me where yeah. you just you say something and it means something completely different yeah 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 and I think that's where the people that you have around you is really important. 100%. Where that situation, they could have done, dealt with it a lot differently, like we both know. Yeah. But, you know, I think 
the way that it worked out was kind of a blessing in disguise because now look. Yeah, I, 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 exactly that because I don't think Awara would have come with me. Um, uh, and yeah, like he, he's had a, a a tough time. Like I said, I've I've read. I've read comments about myself on social media. I've doing interviews and that, and I'm like, oh my god, they sink me. Like they are bullet wounds. But I, then you see some comments he used to get, and I just think, oh, how's this guy still here? Let alone like even still hearing, doing what he does. Yeah, like, even hearing what people are saying around us, it's like what in Newcastle. Yeah, oh, oh, man, mate, it, it just got rough. some. It got some abuse, but then it just it just brushes it off. In, and like, and sometimes I look at him, I think, oh, this guy's in his own world, but it's a. It's good to be in your own world sometimes because all that negative shit you don't need. He's laser focused. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's and and now he's he's, he's on the verge of a world title, and no one deserves this happy ending more. I don't I think in boxing. Uh, and I know I'm biased as his coach saying this, but he has worked hard. We had like so we had nearly. Uh, seven months to eight months waiting for the golden contract final. After that, probably another seven months waiting for a fight, probably more. And then after that, we were waiting. Obviously, MTK folded. They were no more, so we didn't even have a management company. Um, That's mad. It was crazy. And um, and what's come now, he's stopped Lewis Ritson, left left hook body shot. And we are due to fight either Roly Romero or Ryan Garcia, or Ishmael Barroso, one of the three, whatever happens with the WBA, which is the decisions today, by the way. Ooh. So, yeah, there should be some good news soon. Um, so, and this is, and I do believe he can win the world title. I said it, 100%. the minute I got him, I got told I was crazy, I got told I need to go to the doctors, but the minute I got him, I thought, yeah, we can get our world title, and I really do believe he does it. 100%. I think even outside looking in, like, Watching OD train day in, day out and being there present for all the pro sessions and even seeing him on track, he's so dedicated. Like when yeah. people say they live and breathe a sport, yeah. OD lives and breathes boxing. Comfortably. Comfortably. His routine in camp is do his sessions, one or two a day. He, when he when in camp does two, does his run, FIFA. <laughs> just smashing people online at FIFA. <laughs> it's most annoying because I, I can imagine... Can, the thing with FIFA, in your head, in my head, you've got to be half good at football to play it. I, think I can imagine he's fucking <laughs> dreadful at football, but he smashes people at it. Um, I've played him at FIFA once and he whooped me. And I can't play football really, but I'm definitely better than him. Uh, I'm definitely better at, at, at football. But yeah, and that's his routine and he's very strict on it. Um Getting a routine in boxing when you are in camp is probably one of the most important things. Um, maintaining that routine and not veering off or distracted, it's, it's hard. Um, and he does, he sticks to it. So you can't knock him for that. And he, his happy ending will come and he'll, 100%. he'll get the world title, hopefully. 100% by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Home. Edge fingers, gym. Fingers crossed. Yeah, Charm. imagine that. Imagine that. A small gym from Rumford getting Home a world to, champion. 
O'Hara Davis oh, yeah. world O'Hara, champion. O'Hara, O'Hara, O'Hara Davis from Hackney winning the world title and his trainers from Rumford. Like that's Bill Jones boxing world was right. it uh world boxing champion coach. Yeah. That has a nice ring to it. That's got a ring to it. That's got a ring to it. But just don't um increase my membership price, please. Oh mate, your price is going up. The minute you was a world title, I'll be like, Oh uh Omar, we've got to have a little chat, mate. Omar, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting one tick. What's going on, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no display nah. pitch on WhatsApp. I, I'll stay. I'll stay as I am. Money's not a big drive for me. What's you can tell that. I say I don't. I'm not uh, as great as it is. And like, uh, like I said, I want this happy ending for my family. My dream, like, um, there's a gym. It uh, used to be in Canning Town, Peacock Gym. They moved their gym to private land, and we were lucky enough to go there to do some filming with Harley. And I walked in, and I just like, ah, oh, this is this is the end goal. I want gym on my property. Um, pro stable on my property as much as I love running a commercial gym with my partners in the business I do want a gym to myself in the end goal um, it's coming. carry on doing the amateurs but I want that pro pro stable two rings all this everything I need around the ring um, little weights area little kitchen and that for the boys that or, and girls that we train that can look after themselves bit of food and that after all on my property and then I can just like finish my work, go, Willow will be in the garden and Mel will be, I don't know, probably doing my washing or ironing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or on the porch with a shotgun waiting for me to get home. Like, yeah. But yeah, that, that's that's my own goal. That is is, it, you're going to get that. Uh, I, 100% hope so. you're gonna. I hope so. Without a doubt. Are there any sponsors out there that want to buy me a gym? Of my <laughs> 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 any of your mates in Dubai? Uh, nah, listen, that's, that's my goal. I want to do that. So it's a good end goal, that yeah, yeah. It's not bad, is it? No, and man. I'm only listen. I'm only, I've only been a pro coach for three years. Really? Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm, listen, my You've first, achieved a lot my, already. My first pro fight was O'Hara. My first pro fight was O'Hara Jeff Ofori, the, uh, the golden contract. Jeff Ofori come in flying, like he come in swinging. Um, and O'Hara stopped him in the end. And then after that, Angel Fernandez, who was coaching O'Hara at the time, said, "Well, listen, I'm I'm going to be busy with Anthony Joshua." So Angel was coaching Joshua at the same time. I went, do you want O'Hara? I went, listen, I've got to talk to you about this face-to-face. It sounds like I was camp. So I went up with my friend Bill. We went and met Angel over his way. We went and had a walk, a bit of lunch and that. And then we spoke about it. And uh, I said, listen, it's all good saying that, but does O'Hara want me to train him? Like, it's all good me taking on what you've done. 100%. Um, does O'Hara want me to train him? And uh, O'Hara was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I really enjoyed doing work. Because they used my gym for a bit in the build-up to their fight. Oh. Yeah. And uh, um, and then Awara, me and Awara have been there since. We've had five fights together, not lost. A um, couple of knockouts, we're doing well. Um, On the road to the world championship. Yeah, and Awara's been loyal. He's been like family. Awara no. was, listen, when Willow was there, Awara was one of the first to come round and hold out. As awkward as it was, listen, he held Willow like, <laughs> like, like almost dropping. I was like, please bring her a bit closer. He's like, I don't know how to do it. Like, he's, he, it, as awkward as it was, he come around and see Willow straight away. That's uh, I can't not look. I love him. Love nah, him he's he's family, man. Oh. Like even with me, I, when I when I joined the gym, I remember I didn't speak to anyone. Hood up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and if, if it wasn't for Jordan and OD, I think I don't think I would have warmed to the people in here as quick as I did. Jordan's a nice guy. Oh, he's class. Jordan's I love Jordan. One of life's good people. Yeah. Hundred percent. Six on one. One Southern area and English title, both in record time. Bit of a bump in the road the last fight, but lessons learnt by me and him. 
the same night. Um, That's all you can do. Yeah, of course. Yourself listen, off. It'll come back. There's, there's, no, there's not a more determined person in this gym. He's hungry, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. And he'll, uh, he'll come back and he'll do the job and he'll get, he'll get them built better, a lighter weight. If he wants mm-hmm. to go down, he's, he's more comfortable at a lighter weight. And he'll, he'll do the job. I'm very, very, very confident in Jordan. Oh, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see him back in December, December second. So let's get it. And what I'm gonna start doing, like, I'll, I'll, I'll promote. I can promote this on my podcast. Of course. I'm, I'm gonna start blogging each of the guys' training. I'm gonna start it with Brooks' fight weekend. I'm gonna blog it. Um, just the insight of what we're going through outside. Um, coaches, good. corner work. Um, I'm gonna blog them and put them up just to sort of insight of my stable, my gym, my gym, what we go through. Uh, and I'm going to do it with Jordan, especially if I come back after such a not dev- devastating loss is the word actually yeah. because of the cut like Jordan oh, in his last horrible. fight got dropped three times in round three. Was it three times in round three? Yeah, it was nearly I think maybe four times, and I was a bit like, oh my, oh, no, it was, was three times. Right? Yeah, and I was a bit like, oh my god, I, I had could, the towel in my hand. You I looked at me. See. I remember you said you looked at yeah, me. Yeah, I was looking at. you. I had the towel in my hand, and I was like, I, I had Al Wilkie there and Christian Wooten. My good friends in the game, and I had the towel there, and I was like, I've got to stop this. But Jordan just kept fighting and fighting. Yeah. Like, you can't. Like, I, I didn't know he had that in him. He has got some serious dog in him. And Crazy. Went on and come back and bagged a few rounds. Like, he boxed great after. The fight was getting close. Like, listen, when you. you the, the round becomes a 10 6 round when you get dropped a couple of times. It, it just. He it, it got dropped and. Couldn't recover and got dropped again, but carried on fighting. The referee like gave him the benefit of doubt every time, and uh, it got to around. I think it was six or seven. Six wasn't or it? seven, maybe a bit later. Oh my god, I remember my brain's fuzzy at the minute. But Jordan, there's a head clash, and Jordan's cut on his head, and he looked at me and went, "I can carry on." Yep, the referee gave him the benefit of doubt as well. Said, "Look, we'll see how it goes." Jordan looked at me, and I could see Jordan's skull, and I was like, "Jordan, I've got to stop this fight. I'm sorry." And he looked at me and went, no, I'm all right, I can carry on. And I couldn't. As a coach, you've got to half protect them from themselves a bit. As much as I love that boy to death, I couldn't let him go out and carry on because worse could have happened. We could have had Jordan blind or something like that. So um, the the, the cut was horrific. Oh, it was uh, horrible. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember seeing him sit there and you can just see, as you said, just the white bit of his skull. Yeah, yeah. And that's me outside of the room. Yeah, yeah. And and, that... it was just, yeah, so we stopped the fight. He was devastated, Jordan. I've never seen tough. so many people cry for him. Melissa was absolutely in bits. She cried for Jordan more than she's cried for me, <laughs> actually. Like, everyone loves Jordan. Everyone and their friend loves Jordan. Do you know what it is? I think it's a similar thing with Odie. It's where with Jordan, you see how much he puts in. Yeah. And you see how hard he trains and how often he trains. And yeah. I don't think there's a lot, there's not a lot of people that I can say that about where. Yeah. He's literally one of the most dedicated people that I've ever met 100%, to anything. Hundred percent. And watching him lose that, it's like watching someone lose their world. Yeah. Because you know how much they've sacrificed and how much they've put into it. Yeah. But good. you know, props to Jordan, man. He's picked himself back up. He's back in the gym training. Oh, he's doing amazing. What he's a guy, amazing. man. Yeah. What a guy. He's good stuff. Um. Right, moving on from me, because I started talking about myself there. That was I good. Apolo- I apologise. No, don't be serious. So, um, Omar, let's talk about, so in your religion. Yes. So is it right, arranged marriage? Yeah. Or is it is it a must? 
I wouldn't say it's a must. Um, I think it's a it's it's very common. Yeah. Uh, just because of how things have been done. Yeah. In the is past. it an old tradition that's fading, or is it still strong as ever? I think it's still strong as ever. You know. Yeah. I still, I think, and I, I personally think the arranged marriage side is a lot easier than going out finding girls and, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Like. <sighs> In the sense of like, so with 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 how mus like Muslims and being an Asian, how how those two kind of influence each other is when a person when a woman or a man's getting married, uh-huh. you're not just marrying the woman or the man, you're marrying in the family. Yeah. So, family background and where they come from, who they are, all play a huge role in in getting married to someone. So, yeah. personally, for me, I've always felt that. Arranged marriage is a lot easier than going and trying to chat someone up on the road and then six months into speaking to her, find out that she doesn't come from a good family. Yeah. And then I'll have to lock that off. Yeah. So for me, it's always been a thing of like, uh, and it's, it's something I've decided personally that my mum and dad, they will look for me because they know what makes a good woman for you, for me. Yeah. Um, my my dad as well because he's so used to hiring and firing people all the time. He's a very good judge of character. Yeah, and in in he's been, it's mad because every single person that I've introduced to my dad and that have left my life for whatever reason, he's always been right about. Really, hundred percent. I can say that about my dad. Yeah, no, uh, um, Melissa's. Ah, oh, listen. Melissa's got you. You want help with that? Ask Melissa. I my, my missus, right? She is. I'll go back. Oh yeah, sometimes I've been in the gym. Now. Don't like him. I'm like, what? I'll, I'll even defend him. I'm like, what are you on about? You're so judgy. <laughs> What's going on with you? And then like down the line, when you've like, oh, you say something like, oh, they've had me over or something like. She's like, I told you, I didn't. Yeah. I told you. You should always listen to me. And I'm like, yeah, you're a witch. Like <laughs> she knows her stuff. <laughs> she is. She is probably the best judge of character. It's 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 incredible because I think where and I think. We're similar in the sense that we're always trying to find the best in people. Yeah. And and what I've come to learn very quickly recently is that sometimes there isn't the best in people. If you if they can't they ain't got the best in them they can't find the best in themselves you ain't gonna find it for them. Exactly that. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah that's true. That's true. And uh, you can't you can never don't try and better someone. They have to do it themselves. Like you don't. Hundred percent. It's it's a, it's, a, it's it's a touchy subject with it, but. Like, because there's a lot of do-gooders in the world, and like you can't knock them because they're they're doing amazing things, but you can't you can't manipulate someone's mm. real train of thoughts or how they really are because they'll always revert back to that. It's just how who they are. Yeah, you yeah, can't change yeah. that. And I think that comes back to like the marriage thing. It's like if you marry a girl for like a girl's marrying you for certain things, so yeah. whether it's because you drive a nice car yeah. or they think you got a shitload of money because. Even recently, that's happened to me where I've spoken to a few people and very quickly I realised that they like the attention yeah. because I've got X amount of followers online yeah. or they think because my dad's this person in our community, he's fucking Elon Musk. So yeah, they yeah, think, yeah, 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 I'm sorted for life. But yeah, yeah. it's not that. And I think that's where I've been like, mm, I've dipped my toes in the water. I don't like it. Not for you. Not for me, because even my mum and dad were like, "See, just yeah. try." Like you don't, you won't know unless you've done it yourself. Yeah. So I did, 
didn't like what I saw on that side. So I've mm. said to mum, dad, and uh, I think that's what's brought on us a lot closer as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's see what happens. I think I think I'm ready. Yeah. I've given it a lot of thought over the past. Are you 25. Like, few months. Yeah, I'm 25. Yeah. Like I've done a lot of the things I wanted to do, um, and I think for me at this moment in life, I think it'll be it'll be nice to have someone there with me. Yeah, I think so. Someone to add to your story and share your story with. I don't. Yeah, share my story with. I don't think she'll be online. I don't. I won't nah. put my wife online. No, nah, I understand nah. that. Um, I, I, and I and I was even giving this a lot of thought about the other day. It's just like, even people won't even know that I'm married. Yeah, I'm not telling. Like, obviously, I'm gonna invite you. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, nah, but like I'm <laughs> keeping it small. You're keeping it secret from me, mate. Nah, nah, definitely not, coach. <laughs> I'll I put you on tag. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see you outside with just boxing gloves. Like, <laughs> Come on, son, let's have it out. <laughs> nah, yeah, nah, I understand that. Not uh, like in the in the, the time, the era we're in now, where ev- everyone's parading literally everything online. It's nice yeah. to have them things that are just for you. That's what I mean, and I think with me, where. Like, evil eye plays a big influence in yeah. things. Um, like, there's so many stories I've heard about, and I've seen it for myself. It's like people get married, and the TikTok couples yeah, see their, yeah, yeah, them, yeah. the beginning of their marriage, like the beginning of their marriage all the way to the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it's just like the reason, like, it's not the reason, but I, I believe that evil eye plays a big part into it. Agreed. People are a lot, people are jealous. Yep. People don't want to see people win. So, no. That's what scares me as well. It's like yeah. if if I was to ever put my wife online, boy, I know what I'm in, getting myself into there. Yeah, of course, I understand that. And I think yeah, it, it, you call, you can call it hypocritical, whatever, but it's a, it's a, it's an honest answer, isn't it? And it's uh, it, you can't not give her what you want to do because there are a lot, like you said, there's a lot of social media relationships that benefit both their career rather than yeah. what it is is love and relationship do you know what it is as well I'll be honest social media shit fucking awful oh, it's horrible place man and uh, like it's madness I've I've seen the shit side of social media for myself in a sense where I've got married women in my DMs flirting and all this shit with me and then it's not until I've gone into their profile and seen fucking hell you're married or I've seen a picture of your husband and this is how you're talking it's like if that can happen to me, then it could easily happen to my wife. Yeah. And like when it comes to things like that, I just don't entertain it, man. No. no. That's why for me, it's like even I was speaking to my mom and dad about this. It's like the social media side. I don't really like for me, if my wife wants to be on social media, not a problem. But we're not doing the whole influencer thing. No, not together. Not together. She's not doing it. I've already been doing it. Yeah. Whether I continue it or not is a different question. Yeah, but we're not going down that route. So, what's how long's the influencer thing gonna go on for you? <sighs> honest answer until I've made enough money. Um, I like the honesty there because is it for money? Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I, be- I believe there's there's a lot of money to be made in this. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I'd I'd like to be done with social media a lot sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, and I, do you know what? It's funny you ask me this because I have been thinking about it a lot recently. Um, as much as I do well on social media, it's not something. I mean, 
a lot of good opportunities have come from it, but at the same time, it's just like I do enjoy my peace and quiet. Yeah. So, and I think like you get tied into the whole social media thing quite easy. easy. Like you get stressed out, stressed out about likes and views and. Oh fucking hell! This in a does it get to? That's what I, I, I wanted to ask. Does it get to a point where it controls you a bit? It does. It really does. Like I remember there was a time where I used to get so not like just pissed off in general because I'm thinking I've fucking spent two weeks editing this f- video and it's only got three hundred views in about f- two three hours. Yeah, I can and imagine that, the frustration. Oh, and, and 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 because I'm such a perfectionist, it plays a lot yeah. on my mind. So I'm thinking. Like, and I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. So, for me, like, I want to be done with social media, like, soonish. Yeah. I want to be married, live in Dubai with my wife, and just enjoy life with her, set my family up there. Um, like, I, in my head, I've got a time limit in my head. But, you know, we'll see. So, back to the arranged marriage part, like... Do you believe in love? Uh, yeah, I think so. Do you believe? So you you must believe then that you can um, fall in love. The word isn't instantly because it will take time, obviously. But you can you believe you can make a decision to be with someone for the rest of your life on first. I think where I think one of the biggest misconceptions with arranged marriage is like you have to get married to that person. Yeah, obviously it's not married at first sight. No, I no, understand no, no, that. No, no. Like you obviously there's a there's a, tell me through the phases of so like yeah no of course so for me how it's going on at the moment you have something called a buyer data yeah. or a married CV. It's literally like name, age, height, all this shit, educational qualifications, work your parents are what they do for a living just a broad overview basically um and you might slap a picture or two with that yeah um and the girl does the same thing so you get one back um you'll see it to be honest the bow date is more for my parents really um whether they like so i've had a few proposals already come through where it's been like "Mm, not for me i've got what i like and certain things that I want in a woman. So already they've kind of been put into the no power for me. Yeah. So I don't even need to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the next process is, so I'll see the pictures. If there's a potential, I might ask for more pictures just yeah. to kind of interest myself. Yeah. Um, and then that's when kind of you decide to meet up for your first unofficial meeting where it's you, you meet each other first time in person. Obviously, people look a lot different in pictures, yeah. in person than they do in pictures. Yeah. Um, so I think that that process is there just to see, all right, whether there is a attraction there. Yeah. And then from there, you, you know, exchange details, numbers, or whatever. Because at this point, it's the parents or whoever point of contact in each family talking to each other. I wouldn't be doing the talking at this point. No. Um, and nor, been would, nor would she mother and father doing in it? this case it would be my, my dad yeah um, and I guess her, her, her dad. dad yeah yeah oh I think it's yeah her dad or like someone from her family right could be anyone like an uncle or something uncle yeah. dad whoever brother um, 
and then yeah, if if we like each other for first time that we see each other, then we would exchange numbers and whatever, and then that's when we begin speaking and yeah. going out on dates and yeah. stuff like that and meeting up. And I think that's when you start to fall in love, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that that process can, can can take as long as short as you want it to be. Yeah. I've known people that have got arranged marriage within six months. Within six months, start to finish, they've been married. Really, Other yeah. people that I know, they've been, they've start to finish. It's been a year and a year and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. So it can be, it, it it it's a lot. Of, it still is like the the, the similar like dating process yeah, yeah, to yeah. that. And are you compatible? Really? Exactly that. You could be on paper, your career wise, everything could be compatible, but face to face, you could think you're a waving Wally. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. In my case, <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So a little numpty. Like, yeah, yeah. But like, and that, and that each way round as well. You could have something with her like my the word is. Well, I, the, the ick yeah because they, you did, uh, you're like ah ah you ruined it with that Fuck yeah off. like for me there's a lot of like uh, there's a lot of uh, things that I'm very strict about just yeah. because of past ex- not past experiences but things I've seen with my own eyes yeah so it's a thing of like if they're not willing to do x y like I don't want to say it in a in a bad way but I guess it's like if if certain things Criterias. Criterias or boxes aren't being ticked, then I yeah. know for me that oh this maybe isn't the one. Yeah. And even like with like even saying no, like I can say no the day of getting married, for example. Yeah. There is no commitment until you're in the mosque in front of the Imam signing the paper. Yeah. Even then when you're in the mosque and if you think in my heart I'm not feeling it, call it off. Really, yeah. Yeah, but there is no um there is no what's the word? Um, there's no like mandatoryness. No, like, as in like I might see this girl, whoever she is, and think, okay, I'm, I'm. This might be the first girl. There's no obligation that you have to marry the first girl that you see. Yeah, did you did you feel like pressures on for letting people down though? Because like you said, you're a people pleaser like me. Um. I reckon in your position, I'd probably marry someone I hated <laughs> just from fear of man. letting someone down. Like it's it's been a lot of sleepless nights recently. Yeah. I think where the the heat in the kitchen's been upped. Yeah. Um, and I think the realization of it starting to hit me. Yeah, like, it's like fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, it, and yeah. and I think where the worst thing is, it's like there is no right or wrong answer. There isn't a guideline to go by or a book to read that yeah. can give you the answers. Yeah. It's so obscure, of course, yeah. and the thing that worries me is like, will I find God forbid? But would I find too late that this person isn't for me? And by the time I say too late, it's th- by the time the paper's been signed and the ceremony's been done, that's when it's too late. Yeah, and then there's that f- the fear of someone playing a character until exactly would have got you. Yeah, exactly. that's, I suppose that's the risk with uh, any marriage, any religion, though. Really, exactly. Yeah. And that's why like, my mum's always saying to me every day, she'll message me this and tell me this. The first thing she says to me, make sure you pray for a pious wife. Yeah. Make sure you pray for a pious wife. This is the prayer that you say and make sure you say it. Yeah. And Lord knows I've been saying yeah, it. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, with me, like, I live by this one thing. You live once, you love once, you die once. Yeah. So for me, there is no second chance. No. Like, even like I remember someone having a conversation with me about this. It's like, God forbid your wife dies, then what? I would never remarry. No, no, I would never. Okay, 
Because you live once, you love yeah. once, you die once. I, I don't like believe that. I like in that. marrying again. Yeah. I find it mad. Yeah. You have one heart, you can only love once. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I could... I, I agree that I don't think I could love anyone but Melissa. Like, I, and I, I think I've said this to you, but I remember speaking to someone about this. It's like, when I look at you and Melissa, yeah, I think, ah, oh, mum and dad. Yeah, this yeah. is like you can tell you can really love each other. Yeah, it it the, the bond the bond of Willow bring up like, Willow in our life has brought us so much closer together, and it's made me especially grow up a lot more and appreciate our, our amazing and Melissa is very very lucky. Um, and look what we've, we've just made the most amazing girl. Oh, she's the best. Willow, man. yeah, she's my life. Um, as and it is it's it's this huge eye-opener of actually finding the right person some people get lucky some people don't yeah i think where i'm lucky in the sense where i've got my parents to do the a lot of the hard work yeah i've got to say yes or no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. as much as it sounds as simple as it is probably isn't but you know i'm lucky in a sense where my my dad especially and and, and of course my mum, but they they've been advising me a lot yeah. recently and you know, and I've I'll be open about it. I've been shitting myself, and I said that to mum and dad. I'm like, I'm scared, man. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, my dad's just like, listen, take it one set of time, son. Like, yeah. You just got like, taking his stride. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I cool. It. Don't don't overthink it too much. Yeah. You haven't said you're getting married to her. She, you don't even know if she likes you back. Mm-hmm. So, just take it one step at a time. Yeah. I'll, I'll write that, and that's uh, I think that's good. Good sentiment to finish that subject on. Yeah, man. Uh, and good luck with finding the right person. And <laughs> gonna need it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you listen. You'll be fine. The minute someone realizes you're a good, like how good of a guy you are, it won't be. It won't be tough. I don't think. I think I've got a lot of love to give. I'm a very giving person. Exactly that. Um, exactly that. And I think people will. Uh, people with the right person. Um. Will acknowledge that fast. I hope she has a lot of patience because I'm not easy to deal with. Yeah, because you are like, sometimes you, know. you baffle me with your <laughs> stupidness. <laughs> but no, other than that, you're you're a good guy. So I, 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 I hope it, I hope it comes around full circle for you, mate. No, it will. Um, it will. Right, one thing I asked, I will be asking everyone. Yes, who comes on here? Um, conspiracy theories. Mm, I love a good conspiracy. Do you like a good conspiracy? Oh, I love theory? a good conspiracy. So. Obviously, you've got the pyramids, who built them, who, was it aliens, was it people, um, stuff like, listen, do, do you know any conspiracy theories that, or do you, does it, does it, like, it's things like, um, the moon, the moon landing, the moon landing, I think, personally, that's absolute bullshit. Agreed. Be- because, you know what baffles me, yeah, yeah. is, it's just the simple fact that how is it? I don't know when they landed on the moon, but it was yeah. fucking ages ago. How is it that they landed on the moon back then, where technology is nowhere near the, as advanced as it is right now? Yeah. How is it that they did it, and we're still figuring this shit out? That doesn't make sense to me. I just, I, I, I agree. I think it's an absolute uh, load of crap. I definitely. don't think it happened. No, definitely not. Impossible. Definitely not. Um, yeah, I I think it's fabricated. Um, I'd like to know who's holding, who's on the moon with the camera first. That's what I'm saying. Like, stuff like that. Like, did you see? Did 
Is it India who done that? Yeah, we were standing on the moon with an iPhone waiting for him to land because that was a bloody good camera. Oh, uh, tell me about it. It was a bit much, and I, I just, uh, I'm not a believer. I'm not that. buying it, man. Until no. I see an astronaut on the on the moon live streaming on TikTok or Instagram, yeah, yeah, exactly. Then I'll believe it. Exactly that. But I'll even buy. then, I, space is one of those things. Like I think the Earth is flat, personally. Do you really? Yeah, I think so. It sounds like a stupid logic here, but like planes don't fly from America to Asia this way around. You get what I mean? They always go one way. They go the other way over Europe and shit. Why? I don't know. That's what makes me think the Earth's flat. What it has, so it has to go that way. I think so. I might be wrong, but you're a plane expert. I feel like I'm right about this. Yeah, I feel like it. Like I remember someone's like, "Oh yeah, it's because that there's like when you fly that side round the Earth, there's no airports and stuff like that to land aircraft in case of emergencies." I get that, but with how technologically advanced aircraft are. I just don't see how why you couldn't fly the other side. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's a bit baffling. That. It is. A I'm gonna bit. look into that. I want to still look into that. We're gonna cover this again. Uh, we've had conspiracy theories that we're actually like wh- where I'm gonna bring it up every week and where I want you on the show more. Oh yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. Like when I get some good guests on, um, I'm one hundred percent having you on because your cur- your curiosity itself. We'll, we'll make the show. I oh, think. I appreciate that. So, definitely have you on. I, and I'm just looking at the Flat Earth theory now. I've just got it up. And, uh, yeah, Flat Earth uh, conspiracy theories hold that the planet Earth is not sphere and that evidence has been faked or suppressed to hide the fact that it is instead a disc or a sim... Uh, instead that uh, it, it is instead a disc or a single infinite plane. The conspiracy often implicates NASA. Uh, other claims include that GPS devices are rigged to make aircraft pilots wrongly believe that they are flying around the globe. See? Fair enough. Because, like, even with the whole space thing, like, I just find space to be mad. Because, like, how did you make the ISS? The, the International Space Station. Who put it there? How How... How did... Is it there? Is it exactly? Is it there? Yeah. And like the whole, like, even with how advanced technology is right now, yeah, I I find it very hard to believe that space travel isn't as affordable as it is. Like, I'm hearing it's all one something million pounds or whatever to go into space. And even then, um, what's his name? Branson, Richard Branson. Yeah. Virgin guy. The guy's a scam. He 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 took people, not even to outer space, brother. He took them just on the edge of the earth, yeah. And you couldn't even penetrate that. So you basically just went super high. You didn't even go into space. You were still in the force of gravity. Yeah. So that was ma- that's what makes me believe that maybe there isn't anyone in space and they're just chatting shit. Maybe so. I I, I can agree with you there because then if we, if we apparently can fly to the moon and. Or space, like we say we can. How comes we can't make a submarine that can't go? Oh my uh, days! Yeah, I was that. saying this on Instagram. Yeah. Why isn't there an international space station, but for the deep sea? So like an international deep sea station. Yeah. Why? I, I wish I knew the answer. Because I'm sure there was like, there's over like, 
I'm sure they said something like only like zero something percent or like one percent of the ocean's been discovered. Really? Like so, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, certain that not all of it has been discovered. Oh, there's so much more. To no, say. there's so yeah. much more. And like even like the animals under uh, yeah. under the deep sea animals, I'm pr- there has to be lots more than what yeah. we're seeing. They must taste good. It's, it's definitely stuff we've got to touch on. I think. A hundred percent. I think. Wait. I think me and you need to set set ourselves some homework. Yes. To come back at this. I, I want to speak about the deep sea diver astronauts. Yeah. Whatever they're called, submarinians or whatever. It comes naive. <laughs> uh, listen, I don't know what they're called, <laughs> but deep because no, they're not divers, though. Nah, maybe they are. Mm, are they though? Yeah, if you go in and see diving. Yeah, but they're not actually diving. Deep sea diving, yeah, scuba but in, diving. In no, but I'm talking about like deep, deep sea. Oh no, that's yeah. Like you ain't deep, going that deep. deep. Titan deep. Yeah, that level deep. Yeah, that's what like that's what that's what baffles me. I'm thinking, bro, like that's why I think uh maybe maybe space is fake because you lot haven't even been able to do whatever's in this earth yet. You lot are trying to go outside and look for bloody Martians and land on Mars. Yeah, agreed. Shit like that. And like, yeah, we couldn't find a cure for. Fucking COVID, like all that shit. Oh, let, oh I got some opinions about yeah, that I, shit. Flipping out. Uh, yeah, like it's um, I think it's fun. In, in as long and short of it, I think it's just fear mongering. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and 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 to be fair to them, it worked. Yeah. Like, and I oh, think the we control this, was crazy. Yeah. Was it today that we had this? Yeah, this conversation today. Yeah, with Jordan. Yeah. yeah like my mum and dad were on it. Yeah. First lockdown. On it, didn't yeah. go out, didn't see nobody, nothing. As soon as the second lockdown come, they were just like, "Do whatever the fuck you yeah, want." Yeah, but like, uh, like I said, we and we spoke about it earlier. Some people, I, I see some people yesterday up. Uh, I went Columbia Road, and then we're wandering around there, and there's people still wearing masks. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fear is real. People are genuinely, generally worried, and and there are people that do believe everything they see on the news, on social oh, media, out there, uh, and. You can tell, like, a lot of it's fabricated lies. Um, it didn't, like, a lot of it didn't make sense. It, even to the point where it's like, while we was at home, these wastemans were partying in bloody 10 down Street. This is the craziness of it. And then the whole, do not leave your house, do not, for a certain, a certain amount of time, you're not allowed to do this, that, that. But at 8pm, you're going to have a clap at the front doors. How does that make sense? Yeah, and... It's just a bit, I don't know, I'd, not that the clapping was in good cause, because it was for the workers. I'll be honest. I don't think it made gesture. a difference. Yeah. Empty gesture. I don't think it Pay made a difference. Pay them more, bruv. Yeah. Clapping. Um, but I do think it was a massive control scream. Let's, right, let's see if we can get them to stay indoors. Oh, we're but all mugs, to yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that. Um, I just, I just listen, during lockdown, I just went out with my bike every day. I've never clocked up more miles. Um, had a chat with some mates. Um, decided to ride to Brighton one day That's out of class. nowhere. We did it. We chatted about it Wednesday. We've done the ride on a Thursday. Class, for example. Uh, raised some money for the charities. Um, amazing ride. Absolute bastard at the end of it. <laughs> Got emotional as I was riding down to the beach. Um, sat, had some food. Got a train back, Incredible. but was absolutely knocked out. Um, Incredible. But yeah, there's just loads of memories made and um We moved houses in lockdown, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh, quite interesting. Moving twenty two years of my life into a new house. Yeah. 
which was quite good. But even hearing people's stories, like what you just said yeah. about riding bikes and stuff, hearing that, I just think I wasted lockdown. A lot of people did. A lot of people were a little. It's like you said, who said it? Jordan said it earlier. A lot of people were still scared to leave the house. Yes. And that's 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 that's, the, that's a big worry. Do you know Especially what? the elderly, the elderly especially, because mm-hmm. as far as they're concerned, only truth are on these screens. Hundred percent. A lot of them. Um, not not through stupidness, but I don't think they're very, like they're not seeing the bigger picture like a lot of the youth are. Do you understand? I, I think where back when they was kind of growing up, or whatever, yeah. there was adults. The only place you'd get your news from. Or your only source of information is the news. Well, or the newspaper. What's the TV on a newspaper? Yeah, like, and it was um, and it was always anything massively serious. There was no real like. Uh, it was always breaking news. It was never uh, like um, a good two months of build up and then go. Oh, by the way, guys, COVID's here. In you go. Mm-hmm. It was never that. Like it was always breaking news. Um, so that's what made it. That's what made it so instant and so trusted. I think back then. But now I just. I Everything's I breaking news these buy, days. I don't man. buy it. Like yeah, like and there's always a they're always dropping hints on something and yeah, there's a lot of things, a lot of things not not answered. A lot. Like even the whole COVID thing. Yeah. How many flipping times have you heard there might be a new COVID? Yeah, yeah. Well, even now, up, I've heard they're, they're, even now they might they're yeah, talking about yeah, yeah. a new wave now. Like oh shush, man. Off. Yeah. What, like and this is where the vaccine and this is a touchy subject, but. How can you now say that there's another COVID thing, whatever, and you've just made everyone get vaccines? Yeah, now this, this it, is that where, doesn't make this sense. Is, this is the money making part of it when you know farms, pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. probably the biggest, uh, most corrupt business in the world. Because it comes down to this: you told everybody all you need is just two vaccines. Yeah. That's it. But then a couple months later, oh, you need a booster. Yeah, you need a six month booster after that, and then you need another booster. What? So you just loading us up with yeah, drugs? Yeah, just crap. Yeah, like, I won't lie. I took the vaccine. Yeah, only because my dad was like, "Bro, if you don't take the vaccine, I'm kicking you out the house." Yeah, that's the only reason why I took it. Fair play. I I was against it. Yeah, and I still will be against it. Yeah, because end of the day, like I just find it mad that. In what COVID was a year, let's say, right? Yeah, year and a half. In the space of a year and a half, you've managed to find a cure for this for this new disease. It's, it's it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. How can you research and develop something like a drug that quickly, and then you're telling everyone about boosters? So that means you don't believe in what you just did. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's all money making schemes. Yeah. You do that, they, they, they found a cure and that for COVID within, what, a year and a half, two years, you said, yeah, there's no cure for cancer. But then you're talking about another wave of COVID, yeah. a, new, a new mutant variant. Yeah. Shush. A lot of it is, um, yeah, just uh, all fabricated. I, I completely agree with you there. It's a, but it's a subject where... It's a like, deep subject. This will, go, this will go up and then people will go, they don't know what we're on about. Not Probably fucking 50%. I don't know what I'm on about, but... It's just my, my belief. But do you know what, though? Some of, like, I think the core comes down to basic logic. Yeah. Like, when you when you strip back the facts and the figures and blah, 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 and just look at, does this make sense? Yeah. A lot of it doesn't. No. And, and, and you literally just got to think of it in a black and white perspective, logical, unlogical, and everything becomes a lot more easy to understand. Yeah. 
understand that. Like, yeah. for example, yeah, two meter rule. Who, who, who did the measurements to say if you stand two one point nine meters close to someone, you're getting COVID. You're getting COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it was just a safety boundary, but that yeah, who did the testing to to mark that boundary and exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and who 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 decided that? Oh, these masks are gonna actually prevent the world from spreading this. But it turns out those masks didn't even uh, work. Fucking load of shit. Like I, I I remember being in the back of a cab or back of somewhere, and I, I would I would cough or <coughs> just clear my throat. I see the driver. I see he the driver and ever. <laughs> fucking hell! Like looked like he was gonna pull a handgun out and yeah. just like tell me to get out. Is people start getting sweaty and itchy oh, for I no reason? Really like. I didn't want to do nothing, um, even on a train. Like it was just, it was just absolute chaos, and I never want to, I never want to experience that time again. Oh, that, that was, was fucking horrible. horrible. Yeah, that was rough. I never want my daughter to be experiencing that. She's after. lucky she didn't. Yeah, and yeah. I think as much as we was part of history, which is, I guess you could say, the silver lining, yeah. which it really isn't, but. It's just stupid, man. It was like everyone's so up against it. Yeah. It's like, I remember when the first flight I took uh, um, in COVID, it wasn't in COVID, I think it was, but anyway, that's irrelevant. But the first flight I took, even then, it was just like, oh, everyone's so... Masked up and that. No, it wasn't, you know. No, mm. no oh, that's when they to, dropped it. When I'd done, Kaz- I'd done a couple of trips to Kazakhstan, masked up. Oh, that's uh, Yeah, and it was a long old flight, and it's just, they're just so uncomfortable. So I hated wearing you had to li- literally lift your mask up to eat, and it's just ah, uh, it's just even that doesn't make sense. You're yeah. in a fucking plane. Yeah, everyone's you're uh, sharing germs anyway. Like yeah, it's unavoidable. Yeah, like you even might as well be in a shoebox. Okay, what about when you go to the toilet? Yeah, no doubt people are taking their mask off for a break. Also, yeah. So also, yeah. you're telling me that there's not someone in that toilet that could have spread it? Yeah, it, you're going like, in there straight after and breathing in that. Yeah, it, oh, it, it was just so a lot dumb. of. A lot of craziness over nothing. Well, we're going to re- we'll finish on that subject. Right? Yes. I'm gonna, I just want to finish up. I want to round up this podcast. And I want to... Omar, what's, what's the future goals for you? What's your... How do you... What do you want to do next? What's your... Your... What do you want to do next? And what do you want to get to? Tell me what... Tell me what your plans are. I think... Do you know, that If you had asked me this question earlier this year, it would have been a lot different to what it is now. Yeah. My my only goal is to set up my life in Dubai and live there for the rest of my life. Yeah, I want. I that's all I want is. And even like I said, my mom and dad. Like when I move out there, inshallah, soon, I'm not taking nothing. Like I'm taking stuff with me, of course, but I'm not taking a shitload of stuff with me. No, maybe a suitcase. And start fresh. Not even start fresh. I just won't need all of that stuff. No. Don't need it. Yeah. I'm gonna be, like all it is. I'm gonna wear a kandora. Yeah, sandals. Yeah, and my scarf. That's it. Yeah, I don't need to worry about Armani, this, that brand, whatever. Get married soon, whether it's end of the year, beginning of next year, whenever. Have my wife move out with me to Dubai, and then just set up a nice new life. Yeah, a completely fresh life where I can put all the bullshit behind me, and just enjoy every single day waking up seeing the skyline of Dubai or wherever it is in the UAE and just enjoying that life and giving and then giving that life to my kids. Yeah. Waking up in the UAE, 
living a, a safe life, not having to worry about getting robbed or yeah. getting beaten up, whatever, or having to worry about a cost life of, of peace. Yeah, it's so peaceful, man. So that's that's what it is for me in the future, man. It's like social media, no social media, like that's not even on my mind. It, if that happens, it happens. If yeah. things go my way on social media, they go my way. If not, don't really care. Nah. So long as I'm in the UAE, that's all I care about. Nah, fair play. Fair play. But listen, Omar, I want to thank you for coming on today. No, no thank you for having my me. My first, first official guest on listen, my, my new podcast, my new hobby, something I've uh, been wanting to do for a while. Um, you've been a very good guest. Right, it's been great, we man. have waffled. We have waffled uh, for a good bit of time. I think you've got a decent episode. <laughs> yeah, I think I think so too. I think so too. We're gonna do a little test run and go through this and check what it's about and then upload it. But listen, thanks again for coming on. No, I appreciate um, it, coach. We'll have you back a hundred percent when I get some guests on as well. Let's do it. Just I just want your opinion on everything, right? Because you're a remarkable person. Thank you. Um, and this has been Lost in the World, episode one. Wow. See you tomorrow. See, I'll see you tomorrow for training. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Love, bro.